Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. mysterious world of the inhuman experience a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained coming to you from the uncanny valley my name is bobby anthem and with me as always he is odin's favorite son my partner my ace my fellow inhuman hail bobby thor <laughs> swinging hammers <laughs> i've got happening? i've got mjolnir at my side and i'm doing pretty good man i am the god of thunder cool man cool man so we are back we are back for 2020 officially officially that's right it is a new decade yeah. and we are coming out swinging this decade full force bro uh, yeah man swinging them hammers and and i'm glad that we're back You've been keeping busy. We've been coming with some a lot of decent uh, bonus material. You've been making the rounds, making some guest appearances, and uh, our name has been kept alive by a lot of our friends, man. Yeah, they they've been helping us to stay relevant. Um, you know, throughout the holiday time that we've been, you know, we we try. I'm glad that we had banked a lot of episodes because if we didn't, we'd probably be three months with no episode as usual. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we got a lot of episodes in the bank to cover us for that holiday season. For sure, for sure. Also, during that holiday season, uh, we became we officially became a part of the WMC family. That's right, and not only that, but we officially became part of the Wrestling Soup Network. Our friends have been super supportive, man. You Fuck know, yeah, um, Darcy dudes have been keeping us alive. Suplexity Limits, uh, Transcontinental Project is back. Um, 
there's been a lot going on, man. There's been a lot. Our boys, uh, Jay Silver and, and Corey Gold at the Smack It Down podcast have been keeping us alive. That's right. And then we've got a new show, which is on both their network and our network called The Inhuman Connection. So we've been doing a lot of things, man. Keeping busy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and going back to what you said, going back to what I said and what we said about <laughs> officially becoming part of the WNC family, along with that, um, for today, we have a representative of WNC with us. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have Mr. Johnny Florida with us once again. Yes, we do. Telling telling a story, man. Johnny Johnny may or may not have made a love connection on this story that he's telling <laughs> us today. <laughs> he's got a he's got a ghostly girlfriend. Seems that way. I mean, she was in his bedroom. I don't know if it was if, if there were any um, inappropriate shenanigans taking place, but I guess that's what we're going to find out. I think she was ready to, like, haul off on him if she had found anything untoward on his phone because he she was looking through his cell phone or looking mm. at his cell phone. So, you know, maybe she was trying to check up on him, make sure he wasn't doing anything behind her back, you know? Man, you can't even get away with it with the dead ones, man. <laughs> I heard it's not cheating if she's in another dimension, though. <laughs> Until death do us part, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's only for marriage, though, right? I hope. I mean, I don't I don't know the laws over in the other, but you know what? We're getting into some we're getting into some stuff that's probably confusing people until they actually hear the story that our boy Johnny has to tell. That's right. So I don't know. We're just going to go with uh, Johnny's ghost story. Oh, Johnny's here. OK, cool. cool. He's got his mic muted, but he's here. All right. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so what's going on? Johnny, 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 we have not heard from you in a long time, my friend. Hey, and vice versa, don't just throw this, throw me under the bus. <laughs> I know. Are you sick too? Uh, no, I just woke up. Oh, all right. Yeah, I've been in and out of consciousness uh, since, uh, I don't know, since one of my alarms went off when I was uh, get, trying to get ready. Because that's my problem. I work nights, so uh, <laughs> trying to wake up... Um, I had to stay up because I had to talk to one of my bosses and shit. And so I didn't, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep uh, t today so far. Oh, jeez. Um, so that's why yeah. you sent me a Skype at 4 a.m. Yep, because I'm, <laughs> I'm up usually till 8 a.m. Yeah, I just happened to be up. I, was, I had some uh, dental work done, and so I'm having trouble sleeping. <laughs> um, but... Bobby tells me that you have uh, an experience. Well, I mean, I don't need Bobby telling my fucking sex sex escapades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Know. Guys, I would hope you guys wouldn't think I'm a fucking virgin or some shit. Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I can make up stories, you know. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, I could use a little bit of that, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, but man, it's it's been a while since you've been on a call with us and uh we do want to get back at some point um talking about the uh, uh what was it called the devil's graveyard yeah the, the devil's yeah. yeah the devil's graveyard and yeah. uh, the 12 so, the 12 triangles yeah so uh so we do want to get back to that at some point but when we initially started doing that we had a different direction in mind that the show was going 
and we, we decided to kind of pivot a little bit because it was kind of difficult for us to keep that up. So we, we're, we've decided to go a little more free form now and we're a lot more comfortable. But I definitely wanted to have you back because when we first started doing the show, uh, I remember you said that you had some experiences that you wanted to talk about. I even remember hearing you on uh, Getting the Corner and this was, this had to have been over a year and a half ago and Yuck and Dogger asked you uh, about certain things and I remember you saying uh, that yes you had some experiences but you were saving it to talk about it on the Inhuman Experience and I really appreciated that so I didn't want to wait too much longer I definitely wanted to have you back just so that you could get into a little bit of that I mean yeah that definitely sounds like something I said with getting the corner you know I'd rather save it for you guys I, I could have sworn I had talked about it before that's what I was I was trying to think of so but if i've never said it before then hey that's perfect yeah we want to hear your story <laughs> tell us oh, okay. tell us people are like we want to hear your story okay either you're really bored or there's a gun to your head by my mom trying to make me sound interesting um <laughs> neither yeah i'm calling bullshit on at least one of them but um well i mean like any other person had actually you know um, is a is a believer or even people that's skeptical you know we all have those experiences where you like you know you think you see something out of your corner of your eye or out of like down one of the hallways in your house or some I mean I've had I can't tell you how many of those I've had in my life hmm. I, I, I tell myself you know you, you got cases like those now those are just the little ones I've got one in-depth experience that makes me a basically a believer in this case um, but you know, like I was saying, like so, we have those. I've had those little experiences here or there. You think you see something, you, you can swear something moved. I, I yeah. have some. I've been having some of those. Like I don't know, even just in the last week or two. Like I just like I see something out of the corner of my eye, like someone walking, and then I look up and there's nobody there. Yeah. And like, and the weird thing is, the spots that I think I see someone walking out of the corner of my eye, when I look up, it's an open area. So it's like, okay, I may have missed that exact spot, but I can look over and they'd be like seven, eight feet right to the left or to the right. And I'd be able to see it them still. And there's nobody. And I'm like, okay, eyes are playing tricks on me. What? I don't know. But one in-depth experience, like this thing is full through um, legit for me. And um, it took place, actually, we're coming up on the five-year anniversary and I know it's the five-year anniversary because um, we it, we went on a trip to the UK uh, for Thanksgiving week. Uh, this is th- when I was in uh, college. This we went through the university and took a trip. And so we started in Scotland. We made our way down to England. And ironically, the trip was called Haunted Britain. You know, this was supposed to be a lot, a lot of the studies. Um, you know, colleges will have. Uh, special topic classes here or there and there was a class being taught for uh, English and journalism majors called Haunted Britain and it's going off of the idea of literature and stories that have to go with the idea of ghosts and spirits and stuff like that you know there's a lot of history involved like that I mean Halloween uh, quick side note was created because of the concept of spirits and everything uh, mm-hmm. The most common concept, going back to the Jesuits in Mexico, you know, the idea of kids dressing up was because it was thought that spirits hadn't been able to make it to the afterlife. They, you know, they were stuck on the planet and, you know, needed to find peace. 
and the idea was that the kids were dressing up uh, as spirits and different th- uh, different items and going around tr- on Hollow's Eve to try to help bring peace to the spirits. And that's why they, they were given treats and stuff was uh, for recompense for trying to help the spirits. And now people are freaking out of the idea of going and all that. That's how that concept came. <laughs> so, so you got for the, in the UK, in the UK and England and oh my God, in Ireland, the whole concept of spirits is fully legitimate. Like in Ireland, for, uh, for example, if you, let's say you owned a house and you're in, in, you're in Dublin or you're in Offaly or Navin or whatever, you own a house and you're trying to sell it. And an Irish person's looking at your house trying to buy it. And they'll ask you, are there any spirits in the house? Now, you guys will probably be thinking that's a, this is a weird guy, it's a creepy guy or whatever. And so you're going to be like, well, I don't want to lose the deal. I mean, hey, he may be creepy, but I money's money. And you'll be like, no, no, there's no spirits at all. This place is completely fine. They're not going to buy the house. Because in Ireland, the concept is, and probably parts of Scotland and Wales as well, in Ireland, the concept is if there's no spirits in your house, your house is not worthy because that means that the place is unsafe or mm. it's honest or something that spirits won't be residing at the place because we always look at ghosts as just a, a scary concept. Right. But over there, the concept in the in the in the British Isles is there's spirits, there's demons and there's all that. So there's a difference. Spirits are always good. Spirits right. are the ones that still reside. And so if you don't have spirits at your house, then something's wrong with your house. Your house is right. Yeah. You're left un- unprotected for the uh, demons to get through. Exactly. So that's one of the things that they taught in this class. Now, I didn't take the class, but I was finding out from everybody else because there, uh, everybody was taking this class and part of it was going and taking the trip. But they, they also sometimes have extra spots so people can sign up to t- go on a trip itself, which is what I did. And so we started up in Scotland. We were in uh, Glasgow, the capital. We were in Edinburgh, made it down to York and Bath. And along the way, parts of the things with the trip as well was learning about different stories and stuff of uh, different haunted experiences for people going back. I mean, our, our country only exists going uh, with a functioning government since the 1600s for us. In the Brits, they, they, they go back to like the nine eight hundreds or something, you know? Right, like, right. So like the idea, like a story about some spirits or whatever going back to 1800s is technically a new story in the eyes of the British people. That's young. So we're hearing about cases going back to like the 1500s, 1400s, all this kind of stuff in these different cities. Well, my the last leg of the trip, when we're in, it, we we end up in England and we end up in London. So we went to York, we went to Bath, and then we're in London. So I'm in my hotel room at this point. Now I'm giving all this backstory, and somebody's going to start thinking, "Okay, you're on a haunted Britain trip, so maybe you were exposed on it, and it's a whole fake thing." This hotel that we stayed in was a was a modern hotel, like it wasn't that old. It was a skyscraper open. And it's a modern style, cheaper, but modern style hotel. There's no way for them to project this kind of stuff or pull anything off and, you know, stuff like that. You know, this is not some small one one story hotel like we had in Scotland 
where maybe you could try to pull something up. We were like on the 14th floor or something. And so I'm in my hotel room. It's me and another guy on a trip. And something wakes me up. Now, the way the hotel room is set up, he's in the back corner with his back towards the main wall that goes out to, to the outside. My back is towards the uh, uh, the interior of the building. And, I, and so when I wake up, I'm facing towards the window. So something wakes me up. I, I, I wake up, I look up and sit up and I swear to Christ, I saw full a full body spirit. I saw, you know, um, I saw a woman dressed in like 1800s Victorian era clothing, white. Everything was a white color, but but the detail was so much that I can make out what she looked like and what she was wearing. And she's facing like at her three. I'm at her three o'clock. She's she's facing to the right of me in front of me at the edge of the bed. And she's trying to grab something off of the desk. And I'm able to look enough and she's trying to pick it up or whatever to look at because she, she doesn't understand what it is. And what it is, is she's looking at my cell phone, my mm. cell phone's desk and it's plugged in a charge. So this woman I'm seeing is dressed up for 1800s era clothing doesn't understand the concept of a telephone mm-hmm. you know I mean, alexander graham bell created the telephone in the 1860s in england so the idea of a, a cell phone there's there's no recollection of what the hell this contraption is right i'm stalling i'm trying to figure out what to do i'm trying to feel to the back of the wall because on my side of the wall is where the switches are for the lights so i can turn this on because what's the common thing for people who are you know Base, amateur level subject matter experts in demonology. Hmm. If there's a ghost, turn on the lights. That makes them go away, right? It's the mm-hmm. only thing we can think of. And I'm trying <laughs> to feel. I can't find them. So there's only one thing I can do. I literally have to go charging. I leap forward, grab my cell phone just so I can use the light on my phone. Yeah. Find the fucking um, switches. I hit the switch. I look back. She's gone. Wow. So, so my, my my sudden expertise in demonology worked. It's like, okay, turn on the light. Demons can't be in the light like like vampires or some shit. And that's what I did. But the detail was so much. I was, I didn't know what to do. You know, I mean, and it's like I'm looking out the window and we're at a skyscraper. It's not like they're going to be able to project um, some kind of spirit. Let's say this was some kind of trickery or whatever. It would have. She would have been at the window, you know. If they were trying to project something, our window was closed. I don't think. Actually, I don't think we could even open the window for the skyscraper, you know. It, it, I would have been seeing her in the window or something like that. It, the window would have stopped any kind of projection. This was some kind of trick or whatever. She was literally full body at the edge of my bed, towards the desk, you know. So I'm only. Uh, so this is completely inside the, the the room, and only about what six feet away from me. And I see every little part of her dress and everything going on. And the fact that she's trying to grab my cell phone because she does not know what this is. And, uh, you know, I mean, before that, I was always I always knew I was a skeptic. Like, I don't I I don't know what's out there. You know, I don't know if if we die, if we're going to go to heaven or hell or we're going to be stuck in purgatory, you know, like on an airport runway, like in South Park, like they did. 
You know, I didn't, <laughs> that's my belief is that I don't know what's going to happen in the afterlife if there is an afterlife or not. I'm skeptical enough, but I'm not right. going to really shoot it down. I'm not right. saying something wrong with people who shoot it down. I mean, there's many people we know, like, you know, missionary from Wrestling Soup, he shoots it down completely. I'm mm-hmm. a skeptic enough to say, hey, anything can happen. Yeah. After, well, after this, I'm not saying it makes me a believer in the idea of, of going to church and all that. No. But it may be a believer in enough to say, okay, seeing stuff out of the corner of your eye is one thing. Mm-hmm. Seeing this crap in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah, this is this is real. This happened. This went down. You know, uh, you know, fucking Kevin Hart, this shit's about to go down. And it went <laughs> down. Yeah. And, and you um, saw it straight on, and and it and the whole thing sounded like it went on for more than just a couple of seconds. It wasn't a quick hallucination. There was no two ways about it. You saw what you saw. Yeah, no, it, it was a couple of minutes because I was frozen. I was afraid to make a move. I was trying to think, what do I do? Yeah. First, I'm looking at her going, I don't know what to do. You know, then I'm, uh, uh, first off, it's okay. What the fuck am I? Am I? Am I hallucinating? There's a fucking spirit in front of me. Then it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. What's she doing? Then I realize, okay, she's trying to grab the phone. Now I'm back to my head of what do I do? I'm trying to feel for the switches. I can't. And then I leap forward and grab it, and then turn the lights on. This went for like, I'd say two, maybe three minutes. Yeah. Jesus, that whole time was there any indication that she was aware of your presence? Uh, no, I don't know. I did. I didn't see her look towards me. If she did, I probably would have just jumped on the wall and broke a fucking lamp or something, trying to reach for a, a light switch. You know. Right. Right. Now, I want to. I want to pop in here. Um, could you? Was she like see through? Could you like see through her? Did she look like a spirit or just somebody like kind of like rifling through your shit in the dark? Um. All of the above, kind of. I mean, she was, she was, she was see through. Well, um, full disclosure into the body, like I couldn't see through it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was tinted enough that you'd have that I had to focus hard to try to be able to see through her. You know, like gotcha. um, you know, like okay, like a tinted window. You can yeah. see through a tinted window, but you got to focus a lot through a tinted window. Okay. That's what it was with her. And plus, it was completely dark in the room, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, there was some light from the outside because, I mean, it wasn't pitch black. Uh, even in England, they still get the moon. They may not get the goddamn sun during the day. <laughs> but I swear to God, they get they get the moon enough. Um, so I was able to see enough like that. That's how I could still see the desk and everything like that. But. I could see around her, I could see from the sides, and I could kind of see through, but not a lot. There was still still enough of a hue going off of her that, and like I said, she was white in color, like everything was a white ghostly color. <laughs> and it, um, but like I said, it was detailed enough, I could see what kind of dress. I was able to look at this woman and go, okay, she's like from Brave Hot Era 1100s, she's from Victorian Era 1800s, maybe 1700s. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Now, after after you got your phone, did you stay in the room or did you get the hell out of there like I would have done? Uh, I kind of was stuck in the bed. Uh, w- w- what was I going to do? I mean, there was only a few of us guys on the trip. It was mostly girls. 
and and then in the end, I still didn't pull anything off. Well, it shows how lame I am. Um, <laughs> you, what am I, I going to do? You probably pulled something off. Not, not, <laughs> not, and that's for sure. Okay, <laughs> uh, you, you think I could have pulled something off? No, I'm not that great. Uh, but uh, it's like I was stuck, so I just went. I eventually went back to sleep. I mean, it's either Jeez. fall, it's either fall asleep in the hallway, put my clothes on, and start walking the streets. You know, yeah. so like like a paranoid guy, like try, trying to get myself a cup of coffee, or uh, probably end up freaking out trying to talk to somebody, and then the police come and take me to an insane asylum. Yeah, uh, you know, like I can only imagine how that goes. Another bloody American yank. Uh, freaking out over ghosts. What else is new? <laughs> right. I'd probably uh, make like page four headlines of the of the fucking mirror or something like that. Oh jeez. Um, but I eventually just went back to sleep. But when I when we did wake up, I told my roommate everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, that happened, and he was always more of a believer than me. So when I told him everything. I mean, he was. It wasn't like okay, he's writing this stuff down. Think like, oh my god, we have another sighting. But it was enough. Like okay, he didn't shoot me down. I think I was insane. I mean, because we're in the, we're in the fucking UK, on a haunted trip, learning about different experiences people have with spirits and demons and all that. Yeah. So it's okay. This shit can happen. But then as soon as I get downstairs later on, as we we're gonna go for the rest of our day, one of the girls who was on the trip, who wanted, she outright when we got to the UK, she said, "There's two things I." I need to get out of this trip. I need to find some royal prince that I can marry. Yeah, okay, you fucking um, self-centered girl. Okay, Meghan Markle. And I need to get my own experience with a ghost. And the fact that it happened to me, when that she found it happened to me, pissed her off because she wanted it to happen to her. So she immediately runs over to me and wants to know every little detail. And it's like, well, apparently Carl told you everything, so why do you need me? Hey man, that that was another way to try to get into your pants. Oh, trust me, I tried. In <laughs> fact, was I was Irish. I'm Irish, and not, uh, now I've done that whole DNA test thing. Come the I, side note. I'm ironically I'm more England English than Irish, but at the time all I knew I was Irish, so I was a peasant compared to what she was hoping for. She wants like Duke of York quality men, and it's like um, I'm more of a Duke of. Uh, back alleys of the awful cities of awfully not worth it <laughs> yeah. that is a hell of a story though man I, I honestly I probably would have been terrified who knows what any of us would have done in that situation it's hard to say what you're gonna do and when you're right there in the middle of it you don't really know what to do so I understand the whole feeling of of sitting there for two minutes trying to feel your way around and not really understanding what the hell is happening yeah well you're i think you're kind of in a state of shock because i mean i could say oh wow i'd be so scared that i'd bolt right out the door but when something's going on like that your mind is trying to process it and it nothing feels real to you it's kind of like everything's moving in slow motion um and so I don't know. I probably would end up sleeping in the hallway, though, most definitely. <laughs> now, after that, had you heard anything else about uh, anybody else possibly having seen anything there? No, that that that's the fucked up thing is uh, nobody else had any experience 
Now our tour guide, for example, she's talked about how she had many experiences in her lifetime, but at the same time, where she's from the UK, you know, mm. so she's used to it. it's part of everyday life of the idea to just accept it that in the Church of England and everything like that, it's like okay, spirits walk this earth, you know. So it's it it. Remember, they still have a state-sponsored religion over there in the UK. The Queen is the uh, sovereign over the Church of England. So this is like ingrained into them. But for everybody else who was on the trip that is American, because everybody on the trip was an American, um, you know, it was just, it was... They, I mean, we had, I went to a religious university, so people believed in the concept of spirits and everything. But... You know, nobody else got they got an experience. But you got me, the guy who's basically agnostic, had to be the one to get a an experience with a spirit. I just yeah. start thinking to myself, like, okay, this is this is ironic. I go on a trip to Ecuador, uh, quick side note, like six years ago, and everybody else is afraid to do a prayer. And I'm because I'm the oldest student and a military veteran and everything, it's like, okay, I'll take one for the team since everybody's afraid to do a prayer. So it's like I'm always getting these religious ex- uh, things hit at me here or there. You know, I, I, the agnostics have got to be the one doing the prayer and everything. Does that really work? Not entirely, but it worked for everybody else. And then I go, and, I'm not a non-believer, but I don't know what's out there, and I'm right. spirits. You know, in well, some way, somehow, I think to myself like, okay, God, you got a sense of humor. Keep pushing me, and I'm going to go Jew on you. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, same God, but this is this is why. Um... Not the this point. Is, this is what makes experiences like that mean more. You know, if you're not one of those people who have been going around your whole life preaching, these things happen, these things happen, you know, because it eliminates, if you're going into it and you're already agnostic, that go that eliminates the um, excuse of confirmation bias. You know, um, it means more coming from somebody who's not, not a, uh, fanatic over these things yeah that's true yeah and I don't know something that you mentioned earlier like I'm I'm more I'm more open to accepting somebody saying I don't know I don't know what's out there you know I don't know if this is the case I don't know if if ghosts are real I don't know if spirits exist I don't know if there's a God I don't know if there's a heaven I'm more accepting of that Rather than rather than somebody just saying no, that's not real. Period. Point blank. No argument. Doesn't exist. You know because honestly, none of us know for sure. You know, none of us really know for sure. I'm I'm something of a religious person, more spiritual than religious, but I'm something of a religious person. But it, it's more faith with me, and of, of course, I, I I like to think that what I have is the good sense to say I just don't know for sure none of us really do yeah and like you i'm or i'm kind of along the lines of an open-minded skeptic where it's like i haven't seen anything really to substantiate any kind of claim but i really want to believe i would i think it would be the coolest thing to like know somebody who is who has experienced something like that and know that it's like legit and not say um oh yeah your story is bullshit because science or whatever you know we don't know shit about science like we know we only know what we know we don't know what it is that we don't even know if you catch what i'm saying 
Um, But what I'm trying to get at is, like, I try to keep an open mind and not poo-poo anybody's ideas. um, But there's only so far your mind can be open, really. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. But... (laughs) Yeah, instances like this, man. The, the story that you just told, Johnny. That that's. Um, I I'm gonna say that I believe you. I, I believe you. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the possibility that you were dreaming. There's a possibility that you were hallucinating. You know, like we we have to seriously consider that. But I don't know, man. I I tend to believe things like that because I do believe that there are spirits. I do believe it, because I've, I've experienced things myself. So when a person tells me that they experienced something and, and the description is so vivid like that, I, I tend to believe it. Yeah, and I do, like you said, I mean, I do think it helps because I'm a, I'm a skeptic on everything. Because yeah. um, like you said, I mean, you got people who just preach it and preach it. It's like, okay, you're, you're jaded into the mindset. Not that there's anything wrong with having the beliefs, but it is jaded because you have those beliefs and it's automatically predisposed uh, to you. Yeah, that's Me, kind I, of the default I'm, switch that you go to. Like, as soon as you experience something, you're like, oh my goodness, I just had a religious experience or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this wasn't even a religious experience. This was just a waking up and wanting to ship my pants experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but can, can you imagine, like, somebody who was ultra-religious and they had seen that, like, oh, I, you know, I, there was a demon in my room. You know, that kind of thing. I, I don't know if they'd go right to spirit. I think they'd go to demon. Well, possibly. Or they probably just start praying or whatever, and, and it's, they don't even go back to sleep because now they're thinking, okay, i got to say 47 Hail, Hail Marys and a side order of fries. Right. Right. I'll take the fries. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine, imagine, though, this is just where my mind just went. Imagine what that spirit must have been thinking because you said she was reaching for your phone right. so in, in her mind she might have been freaking out sort of like what the hell is this what is this witchcraft yeah yeah no it's uh, definitely because think about it you look back in times of history any uh, there were updates in technology or in science and people automatically expected witchcraft yeah you know, I'm, we're talking about the same society that when Isaac Newton and other scientists over time were coming out and saying, hey, Earth is not the center of the universe. We're actually part of a single solar system within the universe. And in our solar system, we're the third of like seven planets at the time, you know, and found everything didn't revolve around us. The Vatican and and religious leaders came out against saying that this is sorcery, this is witchcraft, this is blasphemy being said. You right. Know, so, like, yeah, I, I figured she's looking at my phone with a confused look, like trying to figure out what this contraption is. Yeah. And I don't know if it's blowing her mind away, freaking out. The the, the, the light was off on my phone, so it's not mm-hmm. like she could even look and see the screen was on. But she's oh, looking at yeah. So she's looking at this brick, and uh, that's co- but it's plugged into something that goes into the wall. And mm-hmm. so yeah, she's uh, with a confused look, like what is this contraption? And meanwhile, I'm over here going, okay. Just keep looking that way. Don't look towards <laughs> me and don't try to eat me. The ghost is going to eat you. <laughs> you I don't know. I'm hey. looking at this, this fucking woman hoping she stays as a calm, peaceful spirit and doesn't go Krampus on me or anything. Shit. 
Now, um, <laughs> let me let me fuck with your mind a little bit, and I want to ask you this: Do you oh, subscribe? Yeah, that's great. Go. Do you subscribe to the multiverse, like the theory of that, the hypothesis, or whatever? Like there's like uh, multiple different universes, and yeah, like, like alternate realities or dimensions or something like that. Yeah, so like the idea like there's like uh, there's another one of us in each of those universes doing different things. Yeah. So what I'm thinking now, this is just one instance. What if that woman like somehow slipped through a dimensional crack and like in her in her universe, you know, they're still in like the Victorian era and she's somehow slipped through the crack and got into your room and she's looking around and everything looks all alien because, you know, it's 20 2000 whatever <laughs> and she's looking at your phone and wondering what the hell it is and like then all of a sudden you just scare the shit out of her and she runs back into her little uh dimensional rift whatever it was um i think that's i mean that could be possible the only question though is that i mean if it's that concept of a multiverse isn't all multiverse the concept that people have with those multiverses that they're all at the same time wouldn't this be more of a rift within a different universe from a from same like universe but different time period or something um it could be but like what i'm thinking is maybe maybe this universe is still in that stage of development where they haven't reached our level of technology I don't know if that's possible, but that's just like some shit I came up with on the fly. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it could be. I mean, it could be, you know, it, it, you know, I, I mean, I, God, it's hard to answer that only because, I mean, we don't have the, the technology to be able to pull that kind of stuff off. You know, I mean, we yeah. don't have time travel, so we couldn't say it's like going back to a dimension. Uh, yeah. the same dimension in time we don't have a technology to make us go from one uh, universe to another where it's like okay we're hitting the multiverses and I'm finding myself in a in another world okay we're in another dimension there's me I'm actually skinny and ripped and have all the ladies I hate myself <laughs> I hate that guy I want to kill that guy because if I can't be that successful I'm not going to let successful me live um, <laughs> you know I'm an optimist, but I'm also a pessimist, so I'm going to kill... But, but you know what? You can't charge me with homicide, because that's me. You can't, <laughs> you can't charge me with suicide, because I'm still alive. You're going to so be like not. Jet Li in The One. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, that's always possible. In a, in a weird way, because now it's going off of the argument between uh, faith and science, I'd have to honestly believe it's more likely a spirit than um, a different dimension because it's hard for people it's it, it's not possible for the most part that we know of with science and research the idea of us going into another dimension but there's always been the concept that spirits when when we die our being just doesn't go anywhere it's got like sometimes it's supposed to go someplace but sometimes they they lurk on the planet that's a belief that we've had for hundreds of years I mean there's there's been beliefs of religions going back you know islam's been around since what like the 800s or something like that and then you've had christianity for 2000 years so i'm not saying that okay just because something's been believed upon for hundreds of thousands of years automatically makes it true right but what i am saying is we've had that concept in our head 
for such a long period, the idea of spirits walking the planet, whether they couldn't make it to the afterlife or whatever, and people seeing spirits all these times. I mean, for all we know, it could be this. Maybe maybe one of these days, somebody's going to actually be able to grab one of these spirits, and it turns out that they just take us back into their dimension, and now we're the ghostly figure watching a couple of people at, a, I don't know, at some <laughs> event in Nigeria or something, you know? Uh, and then it's like, we're going to come back to this dimension going, holy shit. Uh, okay, that was real, you know? These, the, so that could happen, you know? But the problem is, everybody's always afraid to go near the spirits because we're expecting to turn into a demon and eat us. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know of anyone who's seen a seen an actual full body apparition and actually went out to touch it or try to touch it. Well, I got close enough to touching it because I had to grab my phone. Maybe you ran right through it. Out of this. You may have scared the shit out of her. Yeah, like you <laughs> you ran through the ran through it, and dispersed its uh, astral body or something. <laughs> Just fucking. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Just ex- exploded her out of existence. Yeah, right. It's like, holy shit, they just killed Victoria. <laughs> How do you feel about that, John? You killed her. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, I mean, hey, hey, uh, supposedly, according to that movie, Abe Lincoln went around killing vampires, so you can call me the ghost killer. <laughs> there you go, man. He's the, the real life Ghostbuster. The real Thank Ghostbuster. You. Exactly, and I don't even need Dan Aykroyd to pull it off. Yeah, or you don't need uh, what were their guns called? Damn it, proton packs. Yes, proton packs. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Everything is slipping my mind today. I am just no good. But God. damn, that is like you need to add like the Ghostbusters theme to this episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Johnny Florida. <laughs> and then I want to be like, oh, sorry, you get a call collect. I'm bringing that back. One eight hundred collect. Yep. Yeah. Fuck one eight hundred call att. I know it ain't gonna be call att. It'll be called one eight hundred. Go to my Patreon and pay there. Yeah, I hear some sour <laughs> grapes with uh, AT and T. There you go. But that was cool, man. I mean, the story, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't cool for you at the time, but I mean, I'm still picturing the whole thing, man. So it was, it was well told and I would have been terrified, but it's cool that you have that story to tell. I mean, how many other people can talk about that? I'm currently shitting my pants. (laughs) That's how scary it was. I recommend going to a bathroom. I hope you have toilet paper. (laughs) No, yeah. Honestly, I can't watch movies like The Grudge or anything because when it comes to ghost stories, it just really, really bothers me. And so, like, when people tell ghost stories, it's that scares the crap out of me, too. Yeah. Kind of just stays with me all day, you know. And it's, it's the type of situation where I'll have to go into my basement and I'm jumping because I think I hear something. You know, because it, it just stays with me. And but if he jumps too high, story. he'll get another concussion. Yeah. I can't afford too many more of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys actually enjoying it. And uh, of course, trust man. me, I can tell you, I wasn't enjoying it when it happened. But yeah. <laughs> this is the place <laughs> where you can tell all your ghostly stories and like whatever else. And we're not going to sit here and make fun of you, you know. 
Oh yeah, no, I, I get made up fun of for enough things, so I guess it's, it's time to get a break. <laughs> yep. Well, man, I, w- I want to take this ch- this time right now to say that you're cool as hell, man. Um, That's right. You know, you're, you're 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 a good friend. You have been um, since we started, uh, pretty much since we met each other. So, and you can you can always come here, and you know that we're gonna have nothing but good things to say about you. So I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming in and telling. And again, we're going to have you back at some point when we figure out exactly how we want to do uh, tell the rest of the stories with the uh, Devil's Graveyard. Because... Yeah, we just have to do the research, or at least a little bit on it. You know. Oh, no worries. Yeah. So, so we're gonna get all that smoothed out. But in the meantime, in the meantime, man, plug your shit, man. Let everybody know where they can find you and uh, what you have going on. Oh, geez, I got so much going on. Um, so we got the WNC Network, you know, all the different shows involved. I mean, our website, WNC.world. Actually, I love that domain name, .world. That just makes it so easier. That's awesome. Uh, if you guys are looking for donate, domain names, I'll tell you this. .worlds are very cheap for the first year. It's uh, just afterwards, and it goes up to, like, anywhere from 10 to 30 bucks, depending on the domain name. So, um you know, so that's our website there. You can go to our platform section on the website and we have a link to every single platform we're on. We're on like 20 different platforms um, from from Spotify and um, Stitcher all the way down to places like Pod Paradise and Pod Bean and Pod Bay and so many other pods that I can't think of. <laughs> um, our Facebook is uh, WNC Network and our Twitter is at the WNC Network. Papa Dave's changed his Twitter to at at WNC Super Party. So, like, now it's a Twitter just for the Super Party. And I haven't been on it a lot lately, but I've got a Twitch account, WNC Network, and Jenkins has one as well. And, you know, we play games on there. And uh, I got breaking news on Fight TV. I'm currently on a vacation from Fight TV, you know, given kind of taking the whole... The, I know he's not popular right now within the news, but I take, I've take i been using the Jim Cornette rule that he says, how can I miss you if you won't go away? So I'm taking right. a break fight and giving it a chance. And I, and we still get some numbers. People go back and I still get the analytics showing we got people going back and watching our episodes from February this month. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm still amazed by that. It's like, I don't even want to watch myself from last week. But <laughs> these guys are going back to February going, oh, there's got to be some good stuff. But cool. So we're on I'm on Fight TV, uh, breaking news on Fight TV. I've been uploading a lot on our YouTube channel, so you can check it out there. It's just the the channel is just called WNC. This is WNC Network, but that's Jenkins who runs that. If you type in WNC Extra, you'll see that because what we've been doing is um, some new shows lately. Um, since the NWA started up with NWA Power, me and Dave have been doing an episode recap every time. Like you guys know yeah. me, I've been a fan of recap shows dave has been mm-hmm. doing the mfq report and that's mm-hmm. been pretty i haven't been on that at all but me and dave doing the nwa power review is great and yeah. i'm really loving it so some of the weeks like every i work every other tuesday so there's tuesdays when i'm off and i we're doing the nwa power review right after um right after the show ends and then it's going to be this week i work tuesday but i'm off tonight on thursday so We'll be doing the Super Party, and uh, in the middle of the Super Party tonight, we'll be doing the NWA Power Review. So, oh, nice! Um, I up, I upload everything, put it on YouTube as well, and uh, definitely been enjoying that. 
Cool. Yeah, I've been checking it out and I've been enjoying it as well. Uh, hey, if you, I'll tell you what. I mean, if you always want to come on and maybe do it a recap, because that was one of the things <laughs> I said at the beginning was, you know, uh, it'll be Dave a lot of times. But I mean, there may there'll definitely be times where it's not Dave and there'll be somebody else. And I'm trying to keep it like a two person panel, like okay. the, uh, the at the uh, the announcers, the commentators table is instead of going to three or four or something, it's just going to be two people on the show. And uh, so, I mean, if you're always interested, I could, you know, I'd love to have you on. For well, when I said I've been checking it out and enjoying it, I meant the podcast because I haven't been watching any wrestling. <laughs> so. Okay, it had to be one of those situations. I love art too. Really? Who's your favorite artist? I have to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's cool, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, everybody, check out Johnny. Check out WNC. Everything that they have to offer. They have a lot to offer. And I believe it's all worth it. I appreciate it very much, guys. Confirmed sighting. I just wanted to spend a little time talking about Lost in Space Season 2 on Netflix. Gotta say, I'm not really all that impressed with Lost in Space Season 2. It is just very, very awkward for me. And this coming from someone who, you know, I thought Season 1 of Lost in Space was really good. Season 2 kind of, it was really, to me, it paced really slowly. It's... It took a long time for me to get reinvested into what was going on. The bright shining moment would have to be Dr. Smith, played by Parker Posey. She is awesome. And she's, I haven't seen her in enough films and shows. Last I remember, she was in Blade Trinity. And she did really good there. She's a good actress. She's amazing. But... Though those moments were few and far between for Lost in Space. I mean, I just couldn't get into it like I had gotten into the first season, which was odd because growing up, you know, I remember watching the original Lost in Space on Nickelodeon, and I used to love that. Every, like, every weekend, I'd always be watching that. And, like, to... So when Netflix came out with a remake, I'm just sitting there like oh this is gonna be good you know i can't wait to see what they do like a lot of times when they reboot something it's utter shit but this the first season of lost in space they did a really good job um and season two not so great it started to pick up but it was too little too late for me like i was hoping that things would pick up i guess with me, I might have a short attention span or very impatient, but I thought that the pacing was just just way off. I didn't like the way it was paced. I like to I like to have them a little fleshed out, but I also like to jump right back into the action from where we left off in the previous story. And I felt that, in my eyes, it didn't seem like that was what was happening. It seemed like a whole new story was unfolding, and I had to kind of reinvest myself back into these people's lives. And that was 
that was a little difficult for me because I was hoping to kind of just jump right back in. And so, yeah, that's the deal with Lost in Space. You know, that's that's the kind of thing I was thinking along the lines of that it would be a lot like the first season where I believe the first season was paced rather slow, but that was also to give us an introduction into the characters. And then like around around three or four episodes in, it started to pick up a lot more. And that's when I was like, you know, really into it. Whereas season two, it just didn't do that for me. And that's a shame because, you know, it it could have been so much more. Or it, like I said, this is only going from my opinion. This is, you know, this is just how I feel about certain things and aspects of the show. And, you know, I wanted to know more about the robots. And again, now I have to wait another season if they're going to renew it to find out what's the deal with these robots um they didn't tell the story the way I was hoping for. I was hoping more secrets would be uncovered as to the robots. But it was just breadcrumbs. <laughs> and uh man, I'm just not happy about that. I wanted I was hoping for so much more and they did not deliver. Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources. A Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all from how to make a peanut butter sandwich to how can I get my hot co-worker to notice me to how do manatees procreate any question at all. Just contact at IEXP underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the Inhumans. Okay, so today's question comes from our good friend Jay Silver over at the Smack It Down podcast, and he asks, how did you guys come up with your names? Good question. Thanks, Jay. So for me, my name is Bobby Anthem. Well, that's not what's on my birth certificate. The birth certificate says Bobby. My name is actually Bobby. It's not Robert. It's not Bob. I'm named after my dad, and my dad's name is Bobby, so my name is Bobby. Anthem, however... Uh, I got that back from the old America Online days, back when my parents got their first uh, computer and we first got online, back in the mid-90s. And I tried to set up my uh, username as my real name, Bobby Anthony. But the character limit only allowed Bobby Anth, A-N-T-H. So that was what I ran with. And at that time, the uh, chat rooms were were a big thing on America Online. And I spent a lot of time in all the chat rooms. I was in the sci-fi chat rooms, cartoon chat rooms, pro wrestling chat rooms. Single grandmother chat rooms. (laughs) I mean, you follow your passions, you know? So, but I was definitely in the hip-hop chat rooms also. And, um... 
that was fun. It was a whole lot of fun. You came across a lot of people in there talking about, talking about a lot of rap songs, and Cannabis actually spent a lot of time in there. Um, you know, he was he was uh, kind of a big deal in there. I crossed paths with Cannabis back in the day uh, on there, and um, we were in there using our username. So I was Bobby Anth, and somebody asked a question that I just thought was ridiculous. They said, "What does Bobby Anth mean?" And I thought it was obvious, like Bobby Anthony, you know, like I figured I thought that was a stupid question. So I just uh, I just made up something stupid. I said it means Bobby Anthrax or something like that, you know, and um, then other people would chime in like, yeah, it means Bobby Anthropologist or Bobby Anthology or whatever. So it was something different every day, like whenever I would log into the chat room. Uh, somebody would call me something different that starts with Anth. And then one day, somebody called me Bobby Anthem. And I liked it. And it made sense because I was into the whole music thing. And it had a good mouthfeel. So I started referring to myself as Bobby Anthem. And then everybody else started calling me that. And it just stuck. So I started using it professionally. And I've been using it ever since. You said it had a good mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> You like that moment. Oh man. <laughs> I tried so hard not to say anything about it, but I, I really couldn't stop myself. <laughs> well that's the story of the anthem. So what's up with the story of uh, the blades? <laughs> the blades. Well, um Bobby Blades. Um Well, I am a Robert. Um and so Bobby is like, you know, the nickname. And uh, Blades, well, that came up when I was in the hip-hop group Fist of the North Star with uh, my friend Flacco, a.k.a. Ruben Blades. And this, uh, when 2000, 2002, we originally came out with the group, it wasn't called Fist of the North Star then, it was called the Blood Brothers. Um, we had to change the name because there was another group that hit us up and they were like, uh, you can't take this name because we're the Blood Brothers. And so, like, we already had the album cover and everything done, and we had to, we had to scale back on it and come out with a new album cover, but that's beside the point. Um, anyhow, so he was Ruben Blades, and um, in about 2004, I came out with Bobby Blades, and we were, like, our team was called the Blades Brothers. Um... And then it started to make more sense in the fact that I went by like uh, an alias of like the Renegade Swordsman, that I had a collection of knives and sword, samurai swords. Um, and like that is the kind of, that's the name that I stuck with for this whole time. Um, because I'm sick and tired of changing my name. I've changed it more than my underwear since the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> well the name the name makes sense man <laughs> it makes perfect sense for you um definitely with the swords and everything because that's something that i've always known about you the swords and the knives yeah so, <laughs> it, it makes sense it was organic and it has a good mouth feel it has, a, has another mouth feel <laughs> to it <yeah. laughs> so but that's the best man that's how that's how blaze was born that's where anthem came from and those are the best nicknames man anybody can give themselves a name but the best ones are the ones that happen organically this is true. And a lot of the times they don't really happen organically. 
So that's our story. Uh, what's yours? Let us know. And also, if you have a question for us, you can hit us up on email at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast with the hashtag inhuman resources. It's fucking January. Why is it so cold? No, no, Karen. I'm sick of music. It's cold in here. No, What the fuck is my headset? I'm working the phone, wishing I was working alone. Searching the internet for work that I could work in my home. It's mandatory overtime, and I've been spending my work shit. Dreaming of ways to murder every person I work with. It's cold as fucking here, and Karen's right by my cubicle. Running her fucking mouth about some dumbass musical. And Paul is microwaving a piece of corn on the cob. Spending more time on his fucking lunch break than his actual job. And one of these motherfuckers stole my brand new headset. They lucky everybody in this place ain't dead yet. Brad is the supervisor doing nothing at all. I'm gonna go kick him in his balls after I take this call. Hello, I'm Bobby. May I speak with... Let me stop you there, guy. I don't want anything you selling. Go fuck your mother and die. Like, I'm just trying to feed my family by doing my job. Well, I don't give a shit about you or your family, Bob. Well, first of all, my name is Bobby. Let me straighten you out. I ain't in the mood for this gangster shit you're talking about. I got your number and your address and I'm gonna come to your house and punch you in your fucking disrespectful smart-ass mouth. Uh, Bob, I was monitoring the call you were on. Do you think that you can tell me just where you went wrong? Oh, well, shit, Brad, I don't know. I thought that call went great. I just added that fucking dick to the list of people I hate. Bob, you're in a place of business. Would you please stop swearing? Shit, pussy, cocksucker. What the fuck are you looking at, Garrett? No, you need to shut the fuck up, Paul. Mind your fucking business. This doesn't concern you at all. If everybody looking at me, y'all can suck my balls. I'm sick of dealing with these people on these goddamn calls. Go ahead and get security. I've been waiting all winter for a reason to set fire to this entire Call center yelling Fuck this job Fuck it, I quit My bosses are bringing the pain Shit, I know my party some bridges But before I did Everybody in the building Can suck my shit Fuck this job there's no interest here, I'm not invested at all In fact, when I'm behind my desk, I'm just caressing my balls Messaging whores, betting on horses, checking out Porsches Sitting here until four, it's a fucking chore and I force it I know where the door is, but the shit pays the mortgage Think it's time to change courses, I should say goodbye before my supervisor records this And then tries to report it like some fucking white knight on his bright white horse This is horse shit I'm needing some professional metamorphosis There's gotta be more to this My days go slower than the tortoises I'm done, I'm fucking bored of this Was contemplating torching it with my boss in it But the laws of dicks, I'm walking this I forfeit this monotonous bullshit job Cause my head's just not in this torturous Culprit of making me want to stop my esophagus from breathing Fuck this job, I'm leaving Fuck this job in the pain shit I know I'm burning some bridges But before I did Everybody in the building Can suck my dick Fuck this job Fucking I quit My boss is a prick In the pain shit I know I'm burning some bridges But before I did Everybody in the building Can suck my dick
in the pain Shit, I know I'm burning some bridges But before I did, everybody in the building can suck my dick Fuck this job, fuck it, I quit My bosses are breaking the pain Shit, I know I'm burning some bridges But before I did, everybody in the building can suck my dick